Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and a Podcast. People who have listened to our podcast before know us better as Into the Time Vortex. And we recently changed our name. This is the first episode that we have under our new name. To branch out into other areas, um, we're going to start with some of the Marvel TV series that are starting up on Disney+. And we will continue to um, cover those um, since there's a lot of them coming out. Uh, so we'll be doing those on a regular basis, probably on Fridays or Saturdays, whenever we've watched them and can review. Um, we're also branching out and trying to do some other stuff that we might be interested in. Uh, the Umbrella Academy is um, our other show that we're going to be reviewing starting right about now and then uh, until we can catch up with that. And so that means we're going to be showing, basically airing two podcasts a week, um, probably on Wednesday and like Saturday or Sunday or whatever we can get to. Um, so Doctor Who fans, don't worry. Uh, we are definitely going to continue to do Doctor Who. When the new show does have the new episodes, we will uh, take a break from whatever we're doing and make sure those are, are reviewed. And we will also continue to venture back into the classic era as well as more recent episodes from the David Tennant era and such. And we just recently recorded a couple um, that we will um, at some point um, include in our schedule. So doing the new shows will give us some more inter interest. We can go off and do things. And these shows, in my opinion, um, the ones we're doing now, are shows that I've never watched, obviously, with uh, Marvel and stuff like that. Those are all new. And um, so it's going to be interesting to kind of get a, you know, a better flavor and everything. And um, so I'm looking forward to possibly seeing some stuff that I would not normally watch. And now we're watching them together in a podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And um, if you have any uh, suggestions that you want to see what shows you think we might be interested in that we might be able to review, even if it's shows we might, might not like, <laughs> if you'd like to hear us uh, rip into shows or whatever, go right ahead and let us know, and we'll, we'll be open to that. But uh, I hope you enjoy um, our new format um, twice a week, hopefully, um, unless things get in the way, and then we'll change that. But two guys, a girl, and a podcast. Thanks. We're talking about a new Marvel TV series that just started up called WandaVision. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. WandaVision is the first in Disney Plus's new Marvel TV series. There's a whole bunch of them coming out. When I mean a whole bunch, like hundreds, seems like. And finally, after many, many, feels like months and months and months of waiting, they finally released this after Disney Plus has been out for over a year. Well, this got delayed by COVID. They had to yeah. finish filming in the fall. Yeah. But in the meanwhile, we've had two Mandalorian series. So I feel that this was announced maybe around the same time as Mandalorian, and it just seemed like it took a lot longer to put together. But anyhow, uh, we finally got it. And um, WandaVision, what's it about? <laughs> well, it's a little hard to tell, but... Um... This first episode, they, they dropped two episodes this week. They're uh, supposedly half an hour long. Um, Wanda and Vision are newlyweds. 
and they are struggling to contain their power, conceal their powers, while they have dinner with Vision's boss and his wife. Mm -hmm. The wife is played by um, Deborah Jo Rupp, who was the mom on that 70s show. Yes. Mm -hmm. She played almost the same exact character. <laughs> yeah, but pretty funny. It was. I uh, liked it. Oh, I'm sorry. You're still going. No, that's that's really. I, mean, I thought it was funny because I was like, synopsis. Uh, um, no, there isn't. I thought I was. It was like Bewitched, the Dick Van Dyke show, and I Love Lucy all meshed into one. And there's like Easter yeah. eggs to it, like the op the opening credits were kind of like you know Dick Van Dyke and stuff like that. If you ever watched those old shows. They're on yeah. Nick at Night and stuff. Yeah, 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 I did. I did too. Yeah. When you I watched them, but not school, on school. All morning. Ken, you were, you were alive when those first aired, right? No. But um, <laughs> I did watch them um, quite a bit, but not on Nick at Night. Uh, I watched them in syndication way back in the 70s. Um, so I'm very familiar with it. Um, this was uh, presented in 4x3, not widescreen, because it's emulating what TV was like back then for people who weren't around that time. Uh, black and white, um, sort of like um, they did something to the picture to make it look a little uh, grainier or, or um, faded a little bit. It didn't look quite as crisp. So it emulated what TV looked like back then, um, even to the point where they had um, <clears throat> three cameras, um, almost like it, as if it was shot in front of a live audience. They had the, the laugh track, and they had um, almost like as if it was done live um, in a studio or whatever. Um, so I really enjoyed all of that, the, the, the mechanics behind it. And when they went to the second episode, they changed a few things, and, and one of the, the scene where they put the two beds together was sort of showing how TV evolved, because obviously old TV, they didn't, they separated the couples, because they didn't want to, you know, show reality back then. Then they, they put the, t the two beds together, more like uh, the Brady Bunch and stuff that came a little bit later, and... Um, now we were no longer in a, there might have been still been a studio laughing, but it was more of a, um, the cameras were following them outside, that they were, you know, there was a lot of outdoor stuff, more like um, some of the later sitcoms and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so that was pretty so, cool, how they were able to evolve that. And then, of course, at yeah. the end of the second episode, it evolved even more as it went to color. So, so my take was like the first episode was like the early fifties, mm -hmm. and that the second episode was the towards the end of the fifties. Yeah. yeah, late fifties, early like sixty, sixty one, maybe. Because that was like I Love Lucy set. They had the two beds. I don't remember if Van Dyke had just the one bed, so they kind of they. So, um, right. so, um, yeah, obviously, um, this was as if 
definitely bewitched. It, it's WandaVision. They they just move in. They're hiding themselves. They're they're they spend the whole episode just trying to you know the, the first two episodes trying to hide the fact that they have you know there's a witch and a vision and it's comedy ensues. I didn't think any of the comedy was funny, really. I, I mean, it's kind of. I thought the magic show was funny. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, I thought the second episode got better with the humor, but the first one was like, you know. But I love how, like, um, Wanda is looking at the audience. She, she like, oh well, I don't know what to, you know, and she like they're playing it as if there there's an audience there, and they, even when they they were doing that, the camera wasn't always, you know, it, it just. There were a couple little mistakes that were made, and the, the obviously some of the effects were um, hurt when, when they did mag real eff magical effects with witch and stuff. It was all real, but other things they just kind of, you know, didn't look realistic or whatever. But um, so I really lo appreciate what they've done, and it's as if there was a real WandaVision TV series, you know. They paid, They played it off with the start credits, like you said before, and the commercials and everything. Yeah. Well, the second episode, the opening credits was definitely a takeoff. Your witch, yeah. The animated, and yeah, that was the only bewitched thing. Uh, the, I like the second one better than the first. Yeah. I yeah. was like, what? I, I was did. like. The first one, I was like, oh, my God, what am I watching? <laughs> That's what I was kind of at first. And I was like, oh, okay, this is different. I'm kind of I'm liking this. It's kind of like a spoof of I love Lucy. And then the phone call says, oh, I know what the heart means. And the husband thinks one thing, the wife thinks another. And then chaos ensues, kind of like it shows that era. But it was, yeah, it was kind of funny. I thought it was yeah. funny. I was just like. I was like, I remember watching shows like this when I was home from school sick or during the summer and it was raining and stuff like that on syndication. So. The house that they're in is the same house that was used for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Was it really? Yep. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Huh. I didn't either. I just read it on IMDb. The external oh. house? The, nope, the exter the, no, the in interior. Um, it's a house on the lot. Uh, the it looks, um, Warner Brothers. It just looked like a set to me. Well, I mean, I know it's a set, but it just looked like an indoor well, set. But. No, she means the outdoor part of the house, right? Look at it from the outside. It just says the... So maybe it is the outdoor of the house. Yeah, that's what I, that's um, what I thought. And the interior is a recreation of the house in Bewitched. Okay. Ah, I didn't pick up on that. Oh. Well, I mean, yeah, they're all kind of connected to that. I mean, in the first episode, are they in a different house? Because in the first episode, I don't remember that stairwell being there. And then the next, <laughs> that next episode, there's a stairwell there. That's about where they were they eating um, food in the first episode. It just seemed inconsistent. But TV shows sometimes did that with their, um, with their sets. They didn't necessarily keep it consistent. So, um, what do you think of the? commercial for the Stark Industries Toastmate 2000 toaster oven. Yeah. Do you think that's like some sort of clue of what's going to happen for their honor? Is it just uh, just something they threw in to see if people would... Because the, the light turned was the only part that was red. And they yep. turned it on and the light was red. Yep. So, no, 
I mean, I think it is. It made the same noises that Tony Stark's, you know, some of his equipment makes. Okay. Um, it, it sounded like the person on the radio was um, the same guy from, uh, what was that show? Captain America's girlfriend. What was her name? Agent Carter. Agent Carter. That's it. Um, it, it sounded I, like the guy from there who was, uh, I think, supposed to be Tony Stark's father, right? Oh, Howard Stark. Yeah, it could have been. I, I, I was trying to recognize the, the voice, but I couldn't. So um, We're um, talking about the voice, not the voice in the helicopter, but the voice in the, in the radio. Yeah. Yes, I was trying okay. to recognize the voice on the radio, but it, it seemed familiar, but I... I thought at first it was Captain America, but I'm like, no, no, no. You're looking into it too too closely. And then when they, they did it again during the closing credits, I said, no, 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 that's definitely not Captain America. That's someone else. So Well, so everything that we see is from somebody. I believe it's all from Wanda. This is her reconstruction of of something that she's trying to hide from uh, or she's in this nightmarish situation at the end episode something weird happens and she goes no and then rewinds it and then that oh. didn't happen so yeah. I think that she's in you know, go ahead sorry I think she's in control of this whole thing so everything that you see is sort of pulled from memories so but you're going to see the little Stark industry if she stuff. was in control then why was there someone at the end of the first episode watching the different monitors and taking notes well I, I mean um, I don't know I think I she's know. being controlled and the members are being controlled mm. and she saw something the beekeeper obviously is not a beekeeper coming out of the thing because I kind of People who read the comics, it kind of looked like an AIM soldier. Okay. Because you know, of that style of headgear. Well, I, I don't know much about it, but I did cheat a little bit and went online and got some information. Uh, some of the logos that we kept seeing throughout the, the two episodes were from Sword. Right. Um, so um, there's definitely the helicopter, is definitely something going on there. Um, uh, what's her name? The. Um, Geraldine, the, the, uh... Geraldine is, I, guess, I think this might be a spoiler because it was, it's not, I mean... Oh, she's supposed to be Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. The daughter of, it was the little girl in the Captain Marvel movie, which took place in the early 90s. Yeah. She is actually, in comic books, she's actually called, now she's called uh, Spectrum, but she was Pulsar. Photon, okay. and she was a, a Captain Marvel herself. Okay. I'm t I, I, it's because I read yeah, the Avengers. Uh, in not, I know. And she's a sword agent or whatever. So yeah. obviously, from the, from the point one, we're watching this thing, and we're like, why are they in this situation? Vision's dead, first mm -hmm. off. The last we saw of Wanda, so does this take place before or after? It's obviously after. some sort of alternate dimension or whatever or something's being created so we're looking for the mystery and then of course they don't remember how they got there they don't remember how long they've been married for weird things are happening obviously we start getting the messages the, the helicopter which is red 
another red thing. They were talking about the big red gum. Um, red has something to do with it, and maybe her, her magic power when it comes out, it's red. Um, and so well, there's something red is tying yeah. some of it together. <laughs> well, Vision is red, and her costume, Scarlet Witch's costume is red. Yeah. And I did read that the the big red gum was what mm -hmm. they called the show during filming. So the the geeky nerds that spoil stuff wouldn't know what they're doing, like hacking oh, into yeah. computers. So they call mm -hmm. it the big red, big red gum. Okay. Like that. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background. And, and as I'm watching the show, I'm watching for these, you know, where they start to go, wait a minute, what's something's going on here. Obviously we know eventually we're going to figure it out or something's going to happen and we're going to get out of this thing. But um, I, like I think that. Agnes has something to do with it. I, mm -hmm. I think she's not really Agnes. I think she's something else. Yeah. And there's rumors online that she's a particular character that is involved with uh, Wanda. Um, oh, yeah. I, I know who she is, if that's true. Yeah. And... I, um, I don't know. I was maybe I'm re you read into it too much. At one point, Vision is holding the the tenderizer, and it, it looks like Thor's hammer. And it's like, okay, <laughs> am I like reading into this too much? Because he did hold the hammer at one point. So yes, he I, did. Yeah, I felt like that was a little bit of a a nod to that. The yeah. the guy, the boss, at one point he starts trying to find out what's going on, and he starts choking. That's a weird scene. It's like maybe he was pressing too hard and they made him choke to shut him up. Something like that. He choked on something. He, he, well, yeah, but it, it was so serious. They were just staring at him and not, not trying to help him. Yeah. Why yeah, she they... was just going, stop it, stop it, stop yeah. it, stop well, the it. Woman, yeah. Yeah. And eventually Wanda said, Vision, save him. And then she sticks his hand in his throat and pulls out the piece of sausage or whatever he was choking on. That's another. having breakfast for supper. That's another thing that um, maybe she's controlling it. Like I know people can control their dreams. I, I sometimes can control my dreams, and it's similar to that, where you're you're basically telling someone in the dream, okay, enough of that. Let's let's go do this or whatever. But um, yeah, uh, it, it's funny. In the first episode, there was the live studio cameras, but they did have a close up of when they put the rings on which I thought was very jarring. I'm not sure why that scene was so different, why they had to show those two rings close-ups. I don't know if that means anything. Well, in the comic book, they were actually married for mm -hmm. real. Yep. But they never did that on the show, on the, uh, in the movies. They kind of alluded to it, but they never actually said it. So maybe that was like a, a fan thing. Mm-hmm. Because I noticed that there's definitely a lot of stuff in here. If you're just a casual viewer who like saw the the Marvel movies but don't actually read the comic, some of the stuff the comic fans will get, but the common viewer won't. Yeah, yeah and like it's not me. really gonna. Yeah, it's not gonna deter from the story. You're just like, oh, okay, they put rings on. That's nice. Or oh, okay, there's. Well, I mean, Julia yeah. probably knows the least amount of all this stuff. Um, not to say that I'm not trying to say that to, to you know it's just true that you no I don't read I mean I'm not a comic book person yeah, so yeah. I've never read any of the and I mean the only 
the only storylines I know are what are what was in the movies. Sure. Some of the TV shows, although I haven't yeah. watched some of them. Like I don't watch Agents of Shield or. Yeah. I didn't really. Uh, I I started. I stopped watching. I just got tired of it. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of layers to this because, in theory, the movies are like that too, where you should be able to watch the movie and get enough enjoyment out of it and understanding of it. But as a as a person who knows, like if you're a comic book person or a person that knows some of the characters, you may recognize like like you know certain characters as they're entering or whatever. And, and sometimes they twist it a little bit. So you sit there and say, ah, I think they know who that is and they change it a little bit. But so there's a little extra if you're into that knowledge. And I'm not, but I, what I do is I read up on it um, just so I know um, a little bit more of the backstory and everything. And sometimes it's kind of ridiculous to do that. And other times it, it helps enhance the story a little bit. But in this case, it was more looking for explanations of what was going on. Because it feels like when I was watching this episode that everything that happened was for a reason. I was keeping track of the numbers of the, the, the house number, the, the helicopter number. And I was trying to, you know, it feels like this is a type of show where they're going to put a lot of messages in there for people. Some of them are probably red herrings or red mm. again, and others maybe not. I did. Well, I did notice a Hydra logo. I think it might have been on the watch. It was. Yeah. In the watch. And uh, that the Strucker watch is actually Baron Baron von Strucker. He's a <laughs> one of the uh, Hydra leaders type thing, along with oh, okay. Uh, you know, Red Skull and uh, Baron Nemo and stuff like that. So as I saw that, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. The uh, cabinet, the magic cabinet or whatever, it looks like the thing above it is a is a, um, a renditation of the uh, the stone in in uh, Vision's head. It looks like the well, same yeah. thing. Well, um, so, well, um, did you find it funny that Emma Caulfield was there and they had a a, a bunny rabbit? At the at the show and stuff because yeah, of the, well, Buffy, the Buffy yeah thing because she dressed didn't she dress up as a bunny in one of the episodes or something like that. Well, Emma Caulfield played Anya in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and for the first few minutes, I'm sitting and go, I know that person. I couldn't recognize her until the, her, she started talking. She was the one who was um was Dottie. She was the one who was like in charge of the um the magic show. For the children, which is another thing that they kept mentioning, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I, yeah, she she had a that character did not like rabbits. No, so. not at all. <laughs> so uh, I I'm, I don't know if they did that on I doubt they did that on purpose, but um. So she played Dottie. Yeah, yeah. The really heavy woman. No, 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 no. no. The really bossy. If you want to be part of this neighborhood or anything in this neighborhood, you gotta you gotta uh, get on Dottie's good side. And she was the one that says, "Oh, you can clap now," and all the girls start oh, clapping. Okay, okay, yeah. Now that you say that, I didn't even recognize her. I, I didn't recognize her at first either. And so yeah. I went and said, like Ken said, I was like, "Man, she looks familiar." Then I went on, looked up the credits. I was like, "Oh, okay." 
Yeah, I had to. Um, I, I turned to Dawn and I said, "Do you recognize her?" And and she goes, "Yeah." And so then I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> but um, this is the voice and some of the things that she said reminded you know. Um, yeah, she looked familiar, but I didn't. I, I didn't connect those two. That's yeah. very weird, since I am such a Buffy fan. Yeah. Um, so we kept getting a lot of messages in this um, about like who's doing this to you, Wanda, from the radio, and and other things are are starting to work their way into this pocket reality that we're dealing with right now. Uh, obviously, the bewitched connection in the second episode with trying to hide all the magic things that were going on was was more amusing than the first episode, I think. Yeah, they did that typical 50s, 60s sitcom when the lead female is pregnant, all of a sudden just shows up without, you know, poof, oh, look, I'm pregnant, type, like at the end of the episode, mm. without, you know, all of a sudden, now she's pregnant without any explanation. Like, well, bam. And, and very pregnant. Like, she went from yeah. slender to very pregnant in about a minute. Yeah. I even went back and watched that one a little bit to say, was she showing at all during the whole episode? And then all of a sudden, boom? Or did it just happen? It just happened to be just boom. Right it at the was end. just boom. Yeah. Did they kiss right before that? I think they did. Because I think that's what happens in in sitcoms back in that time when they kiss. That's when the that's how a baby is made. So it's just. <laughs> a, um. I mean, it, you know, I I didn't think at first that I was gonna like this because the first episode I was like, what the hell, and then you know the credits start rolling and I'm like, there's got to be something in the credits. And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and the credits are like nine minutes long, mm. and nope, nothing in the credits. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna watch episode two, and and I liked it more than episode one, that's for sure. And it did make me want to, you know, watch the next one to see what's gonna, because obviously something's gonna happen, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was just odd. So it's I, it's not really like anything I've ever seen before. Yeah, I mean, there's a what's the um, there's a couple of things that just reminds me of it's the Truman Show, um, some of that, yeah. a little bit of that with Jim Carrey the movie. What's the what's the one? A pleasant is it Pleasantville? Pleasantville. Pleasantville. Yeah. yeah, a little bit like that where um, you know that type of thing. So even from the trailers, I was like, you know, I I kind of wished. And of course, obviously, they didn't know this was going to happen. But we haven't seen any new Marvel product for a while, <laughs> yeah. a long time. And this was the first thing that comes out, and it's a little weirder because we don't know what's going on now. If everything comes together, and we, oh yeah, that's why we're doing this, and that's why this is happening, and it might be tied into the multiverse. It might be tied in because this is Wanda, oh, the, doc, the Doctor Strange, who that comes out next year, right? Yeah, Wanda's in it. She's in the Doctor Strange movie, so it may be connected to that. It may be connected to other things. We don't we don't know yet. So knowing how Marvel is pretty good at stuff like this, and their track record, at least in my opinion, on the movies, has been spectacular. Mm -hmm. they, they they've only had a couple of maybe well they make 
the last the end game had some issues, but um, what was that on purpose though? What do you mean on purpose? Like all that weird time travel stuff, is that something to do with phase four and stuff like that? Maybe it was done on purpose. Well, the, the, they, they made, I don't want to get into that, but they, they, they changed the rules of time travel in the middle of the movie. And there were a lot of things that didn't make a lot of sense based on the, the rules that they set down earlier on. But was that on purpose, though? <laughs> well, because I, this is funny because I just started doing watching the Marvel movies in chronological order, yeah. and then you start watching it, and then you're going, "Oh yeah, that's right," and then you're going, "Oh, that makes sense now." As you, well, the I movies. mean, uh, okay, and and maybe they're better than Stephen Moffat because Moffat does this all the time to us. We all go, "Well, maybe there's a reason for it," and then eight episodes later, we go, "Well, I guess not," because they need. So I mean. Maybe because I don't think Kang so. the Conqueror is supposed to be in the new Ant Man movie, and his hour is the messed up time. Yeah. Well, they have a so. lot of things to answer for, and one of the things that was troublesome in Endgame was the bringing everyone back from the snap um, made it very difficult because there's a lot of discrepancies and everything. Um, and it's a mess, and they handle it really well in the uh, Homecoming uh, or the um, what was the Spider-Man movie? Um, whatever Spider-Man movie came out after Endgame, they handle it pretty well. Yeah, but that was Homecoming, wasn't it? I think so. Um, I just think there's like this whole big far and away line. Yeah, far and away. Yeah. I just think there's like it could just be on purpose. Well, maybe. Reason. Maybe, or they're going to fix some mistakes in future movies. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I just think that the, the, there was a lot of issues in Endgame compared to previous Marvel movies. But anyways, that's just my, my opinion. Um, I don't know what's going on with the Beekeeper. So there's a lot of things in these episodes that... And I and I hope that this obviously what's going to happen is as this series goes on, we're going to get more and more hints. It's going to get weirder, but we're going to start to it all come together. And if they do a really good job with it, and by the end of the episode we're like, okay, then this could be really good. It's just so weird yeah. that I think it's going to turn some people away. They're going to say, I don't want to watch nine hours of them sitting there in a in a, in a comedy. Do you think anyone watched the first episode and said, oh, this is not what I want because, you know, maybe there's... Well, yeah, you're always going to get those that... You're always going to get those that are going to watch and say, what the hell is this, and just turn it off. Yeah. yeah. But then you got the people who are invested in the cinematic universe who are, like, going to watch it and need to know what happens next because there's, like, a mystery there, so... And there'll be a payoff. I, I mean, this is not like Doctor Who. There will actually be a, a payoff that makes sense. Um, maybe. Um, if they had started with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier as their first series, th that might have been a better way to kick it off, maybe. But, um, but yeah, I'm, 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 I was, after watching the trailers, I was like, oh, God. But um, yeah, I kind of, I, 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 I knew eventually they would, they, it, it, this would make sense. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> As well as it could, but you, you know. got it. That's that's the thing. Now that we're kind of sort of hooked, we got to find out what happens next because we want to know what happens. Yeah. 
My guess yeah. is it'll be uh, in a present or an 80s comedy next, and they'll have kids. No, and, it'll be uh, 60s. 60s comes after 50s. I thought well, it was 60s, 70s, 80s. Bewitched, uh, in color, came in about late 60s, mid-60s, so... Yeah, around the Brady 60s. Bunch time. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, 60s, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, well... We'll see. I mean, are they going to go through every decade? I don't know. That'll be... They might. I mean, there's nine okay. episodes. Okay. No. So I think, um, like I said, all three of us are on the same page. It's like, out of context, these, this, what we're seeing makes no sense. But... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, but if you're familiar enough with the Marvel Universe... You know, and I haven't seen all of the Marvel films. I mean, I've seen the majority of them, but like I didn't see the most recent Spider-Man one. Um, I don't think I watched the Thor or the Hulk ones. You know, I just I can only take so many com- I can only take so many comic book movies. You're not um, missing anything with not seeing the Hulk. So that's no. <laughs> well, the, the 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 Thor movie with Hulk in it that's really good. That's a funny yes, movie. I think that's I think probably should- the best Thor movie. Yeah, uh, that's we would I recommend that. I did see that. some of that because um, my kid was watching it the other day while I was doing stuff on the computer in the living yeah. room. So yeah. um, it it was amusing. I mean, yeah. what I saw of it was pretty amusing. I always I always found Thor to be hilarious. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we're friends. I know that guy. <laughs> you you've watched Endgame, right? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've took, watched uh, all, the, all the big, big, big ones. We took um, one of Melanie's friends to go see the Spider-Man film, and afterwards she goes, I, I hadn't seen Endgame, and I'm like, oops. <laughs> oh, way to go, Ken. Well, I mean, I, I we told her, I asked her ahead of time if she had seen all the movies. She, she said, yeah. So I said, okay, because there might be spoilers in this one, one in particular. She's like, oh, okay. And then afterwards she admitted that she hadn't seen Endgame, but... Oh. And what a way to find out that Iron Man has died. Well, <laughs> whatever. Not everyone watches them. I mean, there's a you know. I think if you don't if you don't know anything about Marvel, the Marvel universe, this is going to just be a weird ass TV show. Yeah. But if you you know even have knowledge like I do, which is not super in depth. Uh, you're gonna, your interest is gonna be peaked, and you're gonna want to check out the next, the next episode. I mean, they've done that well. They've certainly made you want to watch it and see what happens next. Yeah. So, I mean, I still would probably only give it like a seven, a very mm-hmm. low seven out of ten. Um, yeah. But you know, I'm happy to continue watching it. Yeah, I, I think. Um... If you knew a little bit about the the two lead characters, I think that that would be just enough to to get by. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily need to know who Strucker is and all that, but you know, obviously, it, sometimes it adds to it. Sometimes it, it it's you know, there's certain characters that are being hinted at in this show, and I don't know who the characters are. I've heard of them before, like. Um, I'll th- I was going to throw out one name, but I can't find the name yet. There was a, Ra- a Ralph, husband Ralph is uh, 
Oh, yeah. The names could be. Uh, you know, the names were like, um, like Agnes was Agnes from Agnes Moorhead, who I think was the neighbor in um, Bewitched, and Ralph from uh, The Honeymooners. I thought some of the names were um, sort of in honor of, of those old sitcoms and stuff like that. Yeah, Ralph was Ralph Cramden. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was kind of neat. So I think they put a lot of thought into this. It's not just they threw it together. Um, you know, in addition to the Easter eggs, there's a lot of technical thought. You know, like we don't know what's going on with the guy watching the TV screen. And, um, you know, you think somebody hints. Said it, somebody said it was Agent Jimmy Woo. I don't know who that is. Do you know who that is? Who's that? The guy's voice was... Oh, that was the parole officer of Scott Lang, who's Ant-Man. Who's okay. the voice? Yeah, that's what, that's what I've read in a couple of different reviews on... The um, actor who played the voice? They don't tell you who the actor is who played the voice. So, okay. Probably so you don't know what's going on yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, um, definitely looking forward to it. From this point on, I think we're doing one episode a week, so we'll um, cover each one and yeah. talk about it. And looking forward to the fact that there might be a lot of these series coming up. Uh, some of them I'm looking forward to more than others, but... Um, mm -hmm. This one I was probably looking forward to the least, actually, but, you know, now it's like, okay, I, I like where it's going, so. Yeah. Anything else about this? No. No, no that's what we pretty much covered it. Okay, thanks for listening. <laughs>